Do you want to have an amazing, awesome relationship or not? You defending yourself is not contributing to a better relationship. You defending yourself is you projecting your ego. Hello, Titans, and welcome back to another episode of the CSUF podcast, a show where we chat about all things CSUF and give tools, tips, and resources so that Titans can achieve greatness. This episode officially marks the end of our first season. So as a special treat for our listeners, we compiled snippets of our most popular episodes that have great tools and tips to help you create successful and meaningful relationships. All right, enough chit chat. Let's get this party started. First, let's bring it back to Dr. Jessica Kamrath, a professor in the CSUF communication department that teaches the life-changing art of happiness class here at CSUF. In this episode, I asked Professor Kamrath about what role relationships have in our overall happiness. Take it away, Professor JK. I think it goes back to the ways that we think about and talk about relationships and what equals a healthy relationship. We know in communication that we like to say things like, if we just communicated more, or if we just communicated better, we'd have a better relationship. And those words really don't necessarily mean anything concrete that we can actually utilize in creating a better relationship. And so if we think about relationships in the terms that are given to us by society, the way that it's talked about, like, oh, you know, you need to go to college and then you need to graduate and then you need to get married and uh, then you need to have kids and your relationship is supposed to to look this way, a lot of times we can get caught up in, okay, our relationship is supposed to look this way, but it doesn't. So there must be something wrong. And we tend to create a problem where there may not even be a problem. If we can define our relationships for ourselves, it's going to help us a lot. And we can learn how to manage conflict through different ways that we communicate with each other, that it's really going to create healthier relationships. Support and relationships are really one of the biggest keys to happiness. In fact, we look at a study in the class on what's called the secrets of the centenarians and these blue zones. And it's these areas in the world where people are not just living to be over a hundred, but they're actually thriving. They're completely immersed in their community. One of the things that they find about these communities is that they have really strong relationships and a strong support system, just a strong support system and having the right people in your life to support you and your passions is really going to help with you being a lot happier. And one last point to that, when I was talking about before is students start to realize that there's certain relationships that need their continuing that aren't really the best for them. They might be kind of more toxic relationships and learning to forgive and remove themselves from that situation and surrounding themselves with people that are going to create a positive social support system for them is really helpful. This is an episode that was so close to my heart. I absolutely loved talking to Dr. JK and we had about an hour conversation throughout because I just wanted to keep talking to her. 
She's a lovely person that has amazing and fantastic research on happiness. And I highly recommend listening to the rest of our interview here on the CSUF podcast titled How You Can Finally Be Happy with Dr. Jessica Camera. Next, let's give the floor back to Dr. Tara. I asked CSUF communication professor Dr. Tara what makes a great communicator. And her answer, no joke, has completely changed the way I communicate in my personal relationships. Let's take a look. Number two, a good communicator asks questions. (laughs) Literally, a good communicator asks questions. Don't assume things. Don't ever assume things. Don't assume you're doing great. And then one day you realize you're not. And then you explode or your partner explodes and, you know, boom, your relationship is over. Don't assume things. And this is, you know, a bunch of research and personal experience. Don't assume things. Always ask questions. What kinds of things can you ask? I said this earlier, ask about how are we doing? How is our sex life? What do you think? Please just tell me the truth. I'll take it. You know, I'll take anything. Ask for constructive feedback. How do you think I did ABC? How do you think I can do better? So I personally ask my partner, how am I doing one to 10? And if he says eight, I go, how do I make it 10? I want to normalize that so badly. Like I want to normalize asking this question so hard because I think it's so important and it removes yourself from your ego. I want to improve and I want you to know I care about you and I will do what will improve our life. So number two is ask questions. And number three, communicate consistently. I'm not saying, you know, every single day, but consistently ask how you're doing. You should have like continuous checkups in your relationship for other things too. How are we doing financially? How are we doing in terms of dating life, romance? How are we doing in terms of, you know, household chores? How are we doing, you know, if you're just, if you just started dating, like how are we doing in terms of our dating? How are we doing in terms of relationship development? Are we developing too slow for you, too fast for you? How are we doing? So being mindful, asking questions and communicating consistently. A question about communicating consistently. Do you think that it's something that all couples should schedule? I do recommend scheduling monthly check-ins with your partner and receive that constructive feedback without immediately being defensive. People get so offended, defend themselves. They're like, oh, but you were doing this, but you were, you know, but I thought you enjoyed it, but this and that. It doesn't matter at this point. If your partner is saying something constructive in order to grow together, think about the goal. The goal is growing together. Do you want to have an amazing, awesome relationship or not? You defending yourself is not contributing to a better relationship. You defending yourself is you projecting your ego. This is an episode that I just find myself gravitating towards so much because Dr. Tara is such an amazing speaker and is so educated in the field of communication. She gives so many tips on mindfulness, wellness, and overall communication tips that were so helpful for me and for my relationship. So I highly recommend checking out our episode and the rest of our interview here on the CSUF podcast titled Sexual Communication with Dr. Tara. And check out her podcast on all things sexual wellness, Love Bites on Spotify.
I had no idea that our College of Communication has so many interesting classes that have personal elements and can help with overall well-being. I am extremely grateful that I was able to learn from these two amazing professors, and I'm committed to implementing their advice in my own relationships. Just for fun, let's switch gears a little bit and take a look at my interview with George Parker, a CSUF doctoral student who has made it his life mission to reframe the ideas of masculinity and support men of color through community and brotherhood. Parker is the head event coordinator at the Male Success Initiative here at CSUF, and in our interview, I asked him how the confines of toxic masculinity deter men from asking for help and force them to hide their emotions. I can't wait for you to hear this. I feel like sometimes we like to talk about how toxic and hyper-masculinity uh, you know, is, is a negative thing. And I'm not, I'm not rebuking that, but what I am saying is it's not something that's going to go away overnight especially something that's been so ingrained and not just in American society, right? Like in, in the world for like centuries. And, you know, we do have some of our matriarchal communities and they exist, but at least in the United States, it's primarily patriarchal. And I think because of that, there's this expectation that, you know, if you're a man, you figure it out. And if you can't, you're weak. You know, you're not, you're not a man. Like there's, there's this culture of emasculating men for not just having all the answers, for not knowing all the answers, like just off bat, you know, like it's, it's frustrating because I feel like a lot of people want to ask for help, but they feel like they can't. I think you touched upon something that's just absolutely powerful. Um, and it's that toxic masculinity and hyper-masculinity does not just affect men, right? It affects women as well. And sometimes because I I'll say I experienced this myself like and I've seen my students experiences I've seen this in my personal life being like my my friends and colleagues experiencing this that hyper masculinity and toxic masculinity can be perpetuated by women it can be with this expectation of men like you said as a more developed man I've definitely been in a situation where I was like I don't know <laughs> like I, I don't know what to do I don't I don't I don't know and, you know, I've had a partner in the past who was like, why don't you know? You're supposed to know. You're the man. It's a very serious thing, right? Where, like, hyper-masculinity, again, can be perpetuated by women. And it's not necessarily a fault unto their own. It's the socialization of the expectation placed on men. And media, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. You know, because I feel like some people don't really understand that they're doing it. Yeah. And that they, they are contributing to it. And... By contributing it, it makes it harder for, you know, young men and heck, men of any age, right, to be able to say, like, I am tired and I need help. My interview with George Parker fundamentally changed the way that I view masculinity and toxic masculinity. I really, really recommend checking out the Male Success Initiative helps break the cycle of toxic masculinity here on the CSUF podcast. And make sure to check out the Male Success Initiative here at CSUF also. If you or your friends are interested in finding a community and a brotherhood for men of color. Thank you so much for listening to this week's podcast. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. <laughs> this season has been amazing, and I want to thank you again if you've been an avid listener of the CSUF podcast. 
Stay tuned for our upcoming episodes because next season is going to be one to remember. And that's a promise. Well, Titans, that's all I have for this week. Stay positive, stay safe, and don't forget to follow at CSU Official on all social media platforms. You can also find coronavirus updates at coronavirus.fullerton.edu. Once again, I'm your host, Mirabella Isaiah, saying see you next season.